What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Warman. This episode of the Up Before You podcast is brought to you by Ticket Weirdo. With concert and game season just around the corner, the timing is perfect for those of you listening who want to plan your summer events. We've teamed up with Ticket Weirdo to make buying tickets this season super affordable. What's great about Ticket Weirdo is they are the only ticket site that doesn't charge you hidden service fees and also donates a portion of your purchase to charity. Check them out by simply going to TicketWeirdo.com and typing in code UBY at checkout to save an extra 10% off unlimited ticket purchases throughout the year. Once again, that's UBY at checkout to save an extra 10% off your ticket purchases and to keep it weird this summer. Now guys, if you have a moment, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave a 5-star rating and a review. It only takes a second and is a great way to support the show, and the feedback means a lot to me. If you like this episode of the podcast, please share with family and friends and share via social media and make sure to tag Up Before You. And lastly, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook and visit upbeforeyou.com to keep up to date with all the latest episodes, news, and updates surrounding the show. Okay, my guest today is Emma McQuaid. Emma is the 20th fittest woman on earth and the fittest female in Ireland. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about quad racing, the filthy 150 sanctional, her all-time performance in open workout 20.1, and much, much more. I truly hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And now, with all that being said, let's get on with the show. So Emma, can we start out and can you tell me a little bit about yourself growing up, kind of some sports you played, uh, where you grew up, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, so I'm from uh, obviously Northern Ireland. Um, originally, I uh, lived in Newry from I was born, um, and I've done quad racing, uh, Gaelic football. Used to do some cross country in like uh, high school. Um, just kind of like not just kind of like really just non-skilled sports, <laughs> probably <laughs> as you would say. Um, I was never never into anything kind of girly i never really skipped or did gymnastics or cartwheels or anything like that i would have always been quite tomboyish um um so yeah so just like really football quad racing and like cross country anything anything that involved kind of fitness i was involved growing up how did you get into quad racing that's very interesting yeah so uh, i think it was like on my second christmas um uh, an electric quad turned mm-hmm. up from santa um and and they, that that kind of that kicked it off like apparently i was just rallying around the house from from obviously i was two years old and then uh, my dad decided obviously to keep that going and got me uh an engine quad um shortly after that and then like there's videos of me and my brother in our nappies in the garden going around the quad bikes <laughs> Um, and I, apparently we were like quite competitive, not competitive, but like competitive against each other. And then my dad obviously decided, well, let's see if there's actually a sport for this. And turns out there was, um, we started, I started racing when I was six. Cause that's, that's the age you have to be to race. Um, and basically I raced from, I was six years old till I was 24 until I started CrossFit. So like, what exactly is quad racing? I don't even know. Um, so like it's actually like uh it's a professional sport in the u.s um so it's it's not as professional in like the united kingdom and ireland but um so basically it's like you know like motocross like two wheels yeah it we we race on the exact same circuits as like the two wheels do okay and so 
it's the exact same sport. And obviously, on the call, we've got four wheels. So, um, in the US, um, they're obviously they're they're a lot ahead of of most other countries. Um, like when they do like the quad bike of nations, so it's three best riders from every country in the world. Um, like Ireland's been ranked third in the world for this past two years. So Ireland's quite very competitive. Obviously, the US have won it now three years in a row. Um, but the, so yeah, so for to be third third best nation in the world's pretty pretty impressive. Like yeah, and when you were competing, were you just traveling around Ireland, and or were you traveling all over the world? No, uh, my la- my last actual like proper race was in Loretta Lynn's uh, over in Nashville. Okay. So it was so um, that was my like first kind of like pro debut. Um, I went over and did one of the rounds of the pro nationals in the ladies division, um, and I, I actually won that. Um, so the plan was obviously to race 2014 season as a pro lady, um, and then my partner had an accident. Um, just just the week after we came back from the Red Lens, and then that's kind of when I quit quit quad racing. Then kind of nearly forever. So then, how do you go so, from quad racing to CrossFit? I am, um, yeah, kind of just like fell into CrossFit. Um, I was actually in America. I was in San Diego. Um, we were over there. My partner was getting like physiotherapy after his accident. And I was like doing back squats in like a global gym. And I just like seen these girls, like, like they were obviously doing like butterflies. Um, and I was like, whoa, that looks pretty cool. Walked into the gymnasium, asked the instructor, I was like, can I do this? And she says, well, if you turn up at 6 a.m. tomorrow, you can. And mm-hmm. yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. turned up. It took about, it took another about three, four months to find CrossFit when I got back to Ireland. Um, but yeah, from then I've, I've never looked back. Like at that time, was it very popular in Ireland? Like, were there a lot of gyms or no? No, like, as I said, like it took me a good, like three, four months. I think we were in uh, the U S in like 2014, I think like February time. And I didn't really find CrossFit, I think till like the summer. Um, because I remember I was doing CrossFit for about two months. And then I did my SEL in my knee. So then I was out of CrossFit kind of really until 2015. So, um, but yeah, so it was, it took about two or three months to, to find a gym in Ireland. I would say at the time, 2014, like there probably only was like a handful of gyms, but like now you could probably find one within like a 10 mile radius now. And when did you decide you wanted to get competitive? Um, Kind of like, so I started CrossFit just before I did my SEL. I did it in my did my SEL in November 2014, um, playing a game of rugby, and kind of during that recovery phase, I was like, right, I actually really want to do CrossFit here. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I kind of like started my rehab process with the coach in the gym that I was training at at the time, and you know the goal was right, let's. There was a competition called um, the Athlete Games. It was a big competition that was held in London every year. Um, I went over and watched that. I was still on my crutches. Um, that was like late December, maybe early January. Um, and we, a group of us went over from the gym. One of the guys made it. And we went over and watched. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Kristen Holte, Carmen Bosman. So like quite of the top top Europe girls, obviously, and worldwide females. 
was at the competition and I was like, wow, I just want to be here. Um, and that was that was the that was the only goal I had was I wanted to be here next year, um, and then obviously I went to went there in, for my first year in 2015. Like I think I took 11th place. I just missed out in the final, and then I was like to my coach at the time. I was sitting watching the final, and I was like, it was on count back. I missed the final, so that was like really hard to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, my coach, uh, right, I want to win this next year obviously that was that again that just remained the focus was just this athlete's games and uh, I went on and I won it uh, I stood on the podium with Thierry Helgen and a Swedish athlete uh, Camilla um, who are obviously both multiple game times athletes so kind of from there I was like wow I've just like competed and held my own against these games athletes maybe I should try and make the games. Um, and then that's kind of where it all came from. So that was 2016? 20, yeah, I think 2015 was the first year I made the Athletes Games. And then 2016, I won Athletes Games, yeah. So in 2015, you also went to regionals, right? Yeah, so I went to regionals. So the Athletes Games was, uh, like, I think January time. And then obviously did the Open, qualified for my first regionals. And then I think I placed 16th or 17th at my first regionals that year. And then 2016, you got sixth at regionals. Like, what, yeah. what was that like? Like, were you close? Like in the weekend, were you in the top five, and then you fell out, or? Yeah. So I was, uh, I think day one, I was sitting in like third. Um, and then it was the wall ball workout. So it was the wall ball pull up workout, and then you had like a transition into pistols and parklings. Um, something happened in the wobble workout. Um, the head judge came over, had a word in the ear of my judge, and after that conversation was had, I had something like fifty no reps in a row. Um, Jeez, which was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to experience. Um, just getting no reps, and I didn't know why I was getting no reps. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept stopping and asking and. I was getting a new rep as I was throwing the ball. Yeah. So um, it was just a, a wee bit soul-destroying. And then I went on to win the parkling workout. Thankfully, I had another judge for that the second part. Um, so that, that workout was was the workout that hit me out of the games, uh, a game spot, because I took like 36th place in the wall ball workout and then took first in the parkling workout. So um, obviously, I, I was... Like if I had have even just hit my training time in that workout, I would have placed like top three, yeah. and then obviously picked the win in the the next workout, which would have had me sitting nice in a nice games qualifying spot. But like it is, it is what it is. You kind of just learn from your experiences and move forward. Yeah. So then going out of that year and into the next year, like did what did anything change for you in training or anything like that? Um, no. Like I, I was still with the same coach and stuff. Um, we just continued to train. You know, at that point, we were like, right, like, we actually can do this. We're so, so close. Um, let's just keep pushing forward, stay injury-free. Um, and let's, obviously, like, the, the wall ball thing kind of really affected me for quite a while because I kind of then became quite scared of my judges because I was like, oh, my God, what if they just no-rep me again and again? Like, um, you know, so I kind of, like, doubted myself sometimes and sometimes, like, in a workout would go slower than I should have because I was – so conscious of getting no reps um 
but yeah that's one of those things you just have I like I had to obviously work work through that quite a bit with my coach um because that did affect me for quite a while and what regional was that uh Europe regional yeah so who, I've always competed in the Europe regional so who like who was there who was at that one um so there was like Sarah Signa's daughter Annie Katrin Kristen Holdeth Thury um like at the time there was like Oksana Solvenko like she was a games athlete you had like Camilla like we had like really really stacked yeah, that's a stacked, <laughs> stacked. That's a stacked region um, and I'm, I'm probably missing out some other girls but um obviously we've we've had all the daughters I'm not I don't think Briggsy was there maybe in 2017 and 2018 but I, I don't think she was there my first year um but yeah it was it was crazy crazy competitive i have a picture of i was in the first heat for the very first workout and like i just looked like a little girl just yeah. <laughs> compared to all those those girls um but yeah it was it was really cool experience so then 2017 you go back and kind of like same thing you, you finished seventh so really close how did the, going out of that how did that like affect your mindset and like thinking about making the games yeah, I just like there was just like a lot of things going on like in 2017. Um, like I was kind of like on the verge of moving coaches and stuff. Um, so it's kind of like probably I wasn't really that mentally ready for 2017. Um, but I kind of like changed coaches kind of like the week after regionals, uh, 2017. Um, probably maybe should have done it a little bit sooner. Uh, because I think obviously just like you know just different mental things had affected that weekend and i just i definitely underperformed at, at 2017 and 2018 regionals just through different stress factors going into 2019 crossfit decides they're going to switch up the whole format and did that kind of excite you because you like national champions make it and you've always been good in the open so did that the, the new format kind of excite you for making the games yeah like obviously you know if if people have followed my journey, they always know I've kind of bombed out at regionals uh, through one thing or another. So yeah, for me, I was I was obviously really excited. Obviously, like I've enjoyed every regionals I've been at, but I've just definitely felt like I've underperformed at every single one. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to have have the new format and qualify early, and then get to have actually some enjoyment in training and just. By going to the CrossFit Games, that was the reward of all the years. Of why? Why do you think it is that like you haven't had the best regional like showings? Do you think it's like the just a different format, like not like the Open, so you can't redo workouts and stuff like that? Or why do you think that is? I just think like it's kind of one of those things. You've got one weekend to prove prove yourself, mm -hmm. um, and you don't have another chance. I think that's what kind of got to me. I was like, I have one chance here. I've got three days to prove and showcase like all like the years of hard work and i just think like i just couldn't cope with the nerves really okay so then 2019 you make it to the games and then what was that whole experience like for you traveling to madison being able to compete with all these people for the first time yeah yeah it was awesome like obviously being in the europe regionals for so long you get to know all the girls and stuff um so it just it kind of felt it felt really comfortable um, it felt like obviously like I knew all the European athletes and then I met Tia at Commonwealth Games um, so it kind of was just really familiar and friendly and like we had a good laugh and like myself 
uh, Sam Briggs, Jamie Green, Elliot Simmons, Carmen Bosman. Uh, we had like a games camp for a couple of weeks prior to uh, the whole thing kicking off. So that was quite nice, obviously, to be in that competitive setting beforehand. And this, it, it was just really chilled out environment and just good fun. And so then what did you think about the games and the cuts and everything like that? How did that affect you? Um, like, yeah, it was <clears throat> obviously, you know, as any competitor, they want to do a full weekend's competition no matter what. Um, we set a goal of top 20 going into the CrossFit Games. Um, and obviously if, like, that was that was just the goal between my, me and my coach um, that we made. Like, if we made the top 20, like, we'd be, we'd be happy and content and, you know, be able to say, like, you know, job done um after the weekend was over and then obviously you know i slipped into 21st um so i was just outside the top 20 and um, which wasn't until after after the crossfit games that you know i moved to 20th place obviously with uh an athlete getting uh, done for drug testing um so obviously like whenever you hear like i was quite content at the time you know like i was more than happy with my placing but then obviously like whenever i heard that i actually have been quite bitter since because i was like i could have had a go at that sprint event <laughs> yeah you know um i would i would have loved if like obviously you know like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have finished a huge amount higher but i might have finished maybe 17th 18th or 19th fittest woman in the world if i had been able to do the sprint event um i would definitely class that as in a wheelhouse for me um but yeah i like i was completely i was so happy with my placing uh up until obviously i heard that i moved up to 20th place yeah. then i got a wee bit better <laughs> so besides the sprints event were there any of the events that happened later in the weekend that you wish you could have done uh i would have loved the clean event Um that's a that's a pretty good one for me as well like i'm quite quite good at cleans yeah. <laughs> um and then obviously I would have loved the the pegboard workouts, so I would have. And uh, basically, like the all, like, yeah. to be fair, like, all the events after the cuts were actually really good workouts. Uh, so then after the games that year, what were some of your bigger biggest takeaways? And then like what were you kind of thinking going into twenty twenty? Um yeah, so like we had worked so hard on like my like running and like aerobic work um so like the which which was a wee bit, wee bit like disappointing um on on my place and on the ruck run we didn't realize how bad i was at running with weight um so we've done quite a lot of work um with with like the weighted vest with the ruck and stuff like that there since the games um so like i retested the the workout again with the same weights and like we held i held like one minute per mile faster than i did at the games um so yeah like i think i think like i just i just let the weight control me at the games and like all i was thinking was about the weight mm -hmm. <laughs> on my back yeah um, and just kind of forgot all about right just run just breathe just you know like i just was just like oh my god this is so heavy this is so heavy okay, I have to put more weight into it. This is so heavy. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I think like my, my mindset on the run was probably like terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we've, we've worked on that. It's one, it, it is something we didn't work on leading into the games because um, we were solely focusing on um, just actually getting better at running. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah so just mainly running with the weight um with yeah and just kind of like build bringing the level of everything up yep. with that so now fast forward to the 2020 open in 20.1 yep. you crushed that workout can you kind of tell me the whole story and like what happened that weekend of the, with that workout um yeah so like i like if we go right to the like the to full story it would be i didn't want to do the open not at, at all. all yeah okay no why not and um, i was just like i was just kind of just like you know it was kind of like a hard place so like obviously i really the games was awesome but like i was chatting to my partner and i was like oh like i could do all this work again and get caught in the first day yeah <laughs> You know, and kind of that just kept like spiraling through my head. I was like, do I really want to like suffer and hurt for another year to get cut potentially on the first day? And then I was like, do you know what? Let's just, let's just, just crack on. Let's get through this. See how we do. I had a holiday booked for the Tuesday after Filthy 150. So I was like, we'll just go and reset then. And I'll make a decision whether I'm going to compete or not. Um, so yes, yeah, so we did, did the, first open workout on the friday i always do them at noon on fridays um and yeah i bombed <laughs> no, I yeah. Didn't. um i did it in like i think it was nine minutes 18 and <clears throat> my, like myself and sam briggs are uh, close friends and um she she was doing the workout so she messaged me well question mark and i wrote question mark have you went and she was like yes she wrote back time question mark and I wrote nine eighteen. She wrote like eight eleven, I think she got. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, <laughs> how am I a minute and seven seconds slower than Sam Briggs? And I have shorter levers. And I was like, I know she's better than me, but I was like, I should move that barbell faster. And this just went through my head all day Saturday. So Sunday I went into the garage with my partner, David, and I was like, right, watch me. And I was like, time me. So he had his watch out and I did like 10 touch and go power snatches and, you know, burpees and stuff. I just did like maybe five or six sets of intervals. And he was like, right, yes, that's the way you need to do it. I was like, right, right. I was like, I'm going to still be it tomorrow. And he was, and I messaged my coach and he was like, I think that's just your capacity, mate. He was like, that's just where you're at for this time of season. And I was like, Oh my God. No, it's not. You know, I was, I was like a bear. I don't even think I've told my coach this, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he says to me, I think that's just where you're at for this time of the season. Mm -hmm. And I read that message out to my partner, David, and he was like, well, if that's where you're at and that's your capacity, you need to quit now. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I was like, you just wait and see. I was like, and I didn't mess it. Like, David went to work at half seven. And whenever I'm redoing the workouts, I like don't set an alarm. Kind of just try and get, you know, that extra sleep and stuff. So like I got up around like 9 a.m. I drove straight to the gym. I put my phone on flight mode. Didn't speak to my coach before it. Didn't speak to David before it. Like basically didn't speak to anyone. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Usually the gym owner, Eamon, uh, judges all my workouts, but I got um, uh, like uh, one of the judges, he cr judged at like CrossFit Games and judges at most sanctionals, the guy, Stephen Surgeon. 
I messaged him on Sunday night and I was like, would you come down and judge me? Because I was like, I'm fucking going big here. <laughs> I was like, I want a good judge. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, I did it so official. Um, and I was just like, set up my iPad, set up my phone. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I cut my head out <laughs> of the video of my first attempt. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I drove, I didn't even notice. I think my uh, time was like uh, seven. My first time was like 7.51, I think it was. Uh, on the on the on the Monday morning, and I came home. I sat down. I was eating my porridge, and I was like, "Oh, I must look at my video." And I was like, "No way!" I was like, "You can't even see. You didn't even see my shoulders. Like, yeah. I completely caught it." So I was like crying. <laughs> no, I was, and I rang David. I rang my coach, and I put a message. We've got like a we gym group chat, and I was like. Hey guys, can anyone come to my gym and judge me? Because I'm working in 45 minutes. And they were like, one of the boys thankfully has to drive past my house. He was like, I'll leave now. He was like, be warm because I have to go to work too. So I was like, right. I was like, I have 45 minutes. I was like, like, get here as soon as possible. And literally set up, he set up his camera. I set up my two cameras. Uh, and yeah, we just went at it again. And like, I beat my time by like another 20 seconds nearly. So at that like, point, at that point, were you just like pissed off and you just had to do better? Yeah, I had to. Like, I it was completely my fault. So I was like, "This is what you get for being a douchebag." So <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna have to hurt a little bit more. So yeah, I think like my final time was like seven forty-one, and then I got like a couple of penalties for um, they said my head was above the bar on like two reps or something. So I got like eleven second penalty. So you won that workout worldwide though, right? Yeah. So what did what did Sam think about that after you beat her? I think she says you're an effing midget. <laughs> <laughs> I actually messaged her before telling her my time. I got like 7.51. She was like, she was like, I knew you could do it. And then I messaged her. I was like, the screenshot, like I cut my head out of it. And she sent, she just sent me a message. She says, um, I know you can go. Uh, sub 7.50 she says let's go and I was like well I was like forget let's go (laughs) so after you had like that whole thing with the video and your second attempt did you ever think like I'm not gonna do this again like I'm done uh no I kind of got really like psyched up then because I was like you know I was like I'm just gonna prove my coach wrong I was like he thinks this is where I'm at I was like I'm gonna prove to him that this is not where I'm at and so I kind of just got like a real angry like devious kind of streak in me for the rest of the open (laughs) i was kind of like i'll prove that this isn't where i am (laughs) so at this point were you still thinking like were you gonna do the open and then like maybe not go to the games or were you always gonna go to the games if you made it um so like i without like signing like well you it's never it's never given um obviously like a penalty obviously like sam briggs had um, or like there's other athletes had that you can obviously change it but like I knew like my capacity is is there for the open um so like I kind of knew like unless a major disaster I was going to qualify um but the kind of the goal was I wanted to perform a filthy 150 so I obviously wanted to keep ramping things up for that I am at a big goal of wanting to podium at filthy um, and then I was going to go on holidays and decide what I was doing for the rest of the season. Um, so obviously, tick the box. 
um, of the Open qualifying and had a goal of top 10 in the world. So it did both of those. And then obviously podium that filled through in 50. So I ticked, ticked kind of three goals out of the four goals I've set for the 2020 season. Um, so we kind of went went on holidays, like had a really, really good chat with David and stuff. And like we both decided, do you know what, let's just take it month by month and see how we're feeling. And if we're still motivated, things are still moving forward, like, yeah, let's go to the games and let's let's obviously try and get the ultimate goal of top 10 in the world. So, um... But it, like still, like if it comes to me that I'm not enjoying it, like I'll just not go to the games. But at the minute, like I'm back, back in love with the sport, but it was quite a mental probably um, like for a month or two, like down after the games, you know, because it does kind of kick in, like you may only make it to one one day of the competition, even if you are the best shape of your life. So then going back to Filthy 150, how was that weekend? How was that whole competition? Oh, like for me, like that has to have been the best competition I've ever done in my life. It was just so much fun. I think obviously it just being like the home girl, like it made all the difference. Like the crowd was just, it was just insane. And like the workouts were, were so much fun as well. Like um, the Filthy 150 definitely tested tested like all areas um, which was really really good for like a sanctional event now with the whole like pandemic going on and everything that's going on in the world how has that affected you and your training and everything else uh well thankfully obviously i i train like probably 80 percent of the time at home anyway okay. um the only thing it really affected for me was uh like i would have went to the gym um like kind of fridays and saturdays just to like train in a group with um all the guys in the gym and um, so obviously you, you don't get to do that anymore um so obviously that's just kind of it just kind of lowers your mood because you're kind of looking forward to obviously getting getting down to the gym getting to see everyone and hang out and um, but like in general it's fine like absolutely nothing has changed for me and um, so it hasn't like training has been able to say exactly the same well that's good yeah, yeah that's gonna be nice <laughs> so at this moment like if there is a crossfit games whatever happens are you planning on going uh, yeah, so like my coach, uh, we had a we had a conversation last week. Whenever obviously CrossFit uh, put out there about um, going back to the ranch, um, so obviously like whenever you're watching watching the ranch and stuff, you're like, oh, that would be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when I got moved to Madison, you're like, oh, there's never going to be a chance to go back there again. So now obviously with that, you know, maybe being a possibility, like of course I definitely want to want to be there, like. My coach, on the other hand, doesn't want to be me to be there. Um, just like through, you know, just obviously the risk, you know, of potentially getting sick or something like that. So, but we just have to, we have to play it by ear. Like no one really knows, like, you know, is the US going to allow Europeans, Irish, you know, United Kingdom uh, travelers into the country? So at a time like this, with this whole thing and so much uncertainty, like how do you stay motivated to train every day? Um, so just yeah, basically at the minute, like we like like me and my coach, like we talk we talk daily, like you know, just keeping things, keeping on top of things and stuff. Um, so like I've just kind of set set myself a goal now of uh, let's just focus and let's focus all our uh, all our energy on like the open again, um, and just obviously let's requalify for twenty twenty one. 
Um, and let's try for our best ever open finish this year. Um, and then obviously I would love to, if Filthy 150 was on again, to be back at Filthy 150. Um, so I'm just kind of like putting those in my mind um, because obviously the games is just so uncertain. You know, the open kind of nearly, it, like the open is a certain, I think. Um, so obviously that being nearly 100% going to happen in October, we're just being like, right, let's just make it our best ever open. No, it is. I am. Um, that's that's kind of quite easy because uh, you can stay fairly motivated for that. So you can because you know what's going to happen. And um, the games, like if it if it happens, like we'll be there, but we'll not be a hundred percent. But I don't really think any athlete's probably going to be at a hundred percent. So it'll just be whoever just goes in with the right mindset for that weekend. And it seems like you kind of like to go with the flow. So with that being said, like how much longer do you see yourself competing? Um, like. It's like everything. Um, if I'm enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. Because, um, you know, it kind of came to the point with quads. Um, I just didn't enjoy it at the end. So I just sold my quad. You know, and like, I, you know, in 2018, I decided to go back and do a race. And I loved it. But I just did one because I went, went to the race, won the race. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm happy. Let's just hang the boots back up again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have no desire to do a championship again, but like I still have my quad bike sitting in the garage next door. Um, so like if I decided tomorrow I wanted to race, if circumstances were all good, like I would go and race, but um, I'll only do it if I want to and if I'm going to enjoy it. So it kind of sounds like you like, like the filthy 150 almost more than the games. Like, would you say that's true? Like, do you almost like like competing in Ireland and at that competition more than the games? Um, I think it was probably because I had like my mom, my dad, David was there, um, all like my PT clients came down and watched. So I just had such a good like support crew with me. Um, obviously at the games, you just don't, you just feel like a number yeah. versus like a home hero kind of thing. So do you think like the sport is kind of going that way? And do you think like other athletes around the world, like almost like competing in their kind of like countries sanctional more than the games? Uh, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say more than the games. Obviously the games is like the the biggest thing, you know, for, for everyone. Um, and that's obviously what everyone wants to train towards. Um, but I think just like, it was just so homely. I think that's what kind of attracts me and will attract me back for years to come. And um, it's even like Dave Shrunky qualifying at strength and depth, you know, him qualifying in the UK, being a UK athlete, probably one of the, probably a memory he'll, he'll remember forever kind of thing. So then the next time you get to go to the games, whether that's 2020 or 2021, what's your goal for that, that next time? Um, yeah, the goal, like the goal, like we've set for obviously this year is, is a, is, is a top 10 finish at the games. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to continue until I get it. When you're done with CrossFit, when you're done competing, what do you want to do? Um, so I'll just probably just continue. Like I, I personal train mm-hmm. at the moment, so um, that's obviously why I've got like, like a good setup at home. Obviously, that's where I work from as well. Um, so I'll just continue personal training. Um, I also do online coaching as well. So I probably um, push a lot more of my energy and time into the online coaching. Um, side of things uh, alongside PT so I like yeah life wouldn't change huge amount for me without CrossFit because like I, I do work and stuff as well so 
I would just probably have just more time put put into both of those businesses. Do you think you'll always be involved in CrossFit in some way? Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously, like it's like it's changed my life for, for the better. Um, and like I like to think, obviously, it can change a lot more people's lives as well for the better. So, um, I love I love the community side of it. Um, and I just love um, just I, I just love the sport in general, and even just like the health side of it. Um, even now, just with uh, like the whole lockdown thing, the Zoom uh, PT sessions, and uh, at the minute I'm doing like a Saturday sweat every Saturday, so it's open for absolutely anyone. I just post a link on my Instagram page, um, and just seeing like random people from different countries and stuff joining in is pretty awesome. Um, so that's 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 really awesome. Um, so I just love like the community side of things. Um, so yeah, so CrossFit will definitely always be be a part of my life. So next year you got to win filthy 150. That would that would be just the icing on top. So it would for sure. We'll have to like tell Sarah she's not allowed to come then. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot she was there. That's right. She just like went on a crazy like she did all these sanctionals at the beginning of the season. Like she just kept going and going. I know. Well, like it's kind of annoying whenever you look at how the seasons panned out. It was probably absolutely perfect. You know, if we had a if we all had a new, there was going to be a big break. I think like I didn't do Waterpalooza because. I was meant to be on Team Wit, um, and obviously I declined that invite because, like, just didn't want so much traveling. But if I had a knew we were going to have a unexpected four month off season, I I probably would have took the invite. So it is one of those things. It's a risk you take. You know, if you didn't have this off season, like you could have went either way. And Emma, where can people find you and learn more about you? Um, so you can check me out on my Instagram, which is McQueed one seven five. Awesome. And Emma, thanks a lot for joining me today. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed episode 121 of the show. Don't forget to share this episode of the podcast on social media and make sure to tag up before you. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.